The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from the old National Bank State Street studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. This guy Adam Amin, I mean... Not only does he look good, he smells good. He smells good. <laughs> He's doing the Bulls game tonight against Orlando. And uh, he's like, you I gotta put a little extra cologne on to call that game, don't you? <laughs> I said that you did. This is, this is just this is just for you guys. I don't usually do this, but a little extra dab behind yeah. both ears, yeah. get the pheromones going when I see you guys. That's what that was for. Do you do? Do you put put it behind That's what the it is. ears? So I do. Here's what I, here's my secret. Okay, yeah. and every so far, it's never steered me wrong. One and a half or two spritzes on the wrist. Yeah, rub the wrist together and then rub that behind your ears yeah. and kind of go over your over your chest on your on your clothes and stuff. Nice. It's not a bad method. It's worked well for a while. So he is, he looks spectacular. Yeah, and he's doing the game in what two hours? Yeah, yeah. We're on and the and air. He's, at, uh, and he's six, stopping by here. Yeah, why not? To I'm do down the road. radio with us. I'm down the road, and this is the home of the, the home of the Bears. That's ESPN right. 1, That's right. Yeah, I'm very good. Yeah. Very good. It is great to see you as always. You guys too, buddy. Got a good hug in the hall. Yes. And uh, he remains the best hugger around. <laughs> There's no question. Um, so, are you? Like I said this to you, you're a hometown kid, um, and you get the Bears and Lions. Is it as much national as you've done? Is it still special when you get to do a Bears game? Always will be, especially just because of. You get your friends, you know, your friends like, hey, you got the Bears game this week right. and they're watching and they're like paying attention and they're a little bit more emotionally invested and maybe because their buddy or somebody they know or somebody they're familiar with is calling the game, then maybe they feel a little bit more, you know, connectivity to it or something. So it's still special for me in that sense. I've done enough games now in the last 12 seasons of covering the NFL where it's a, I'm, I'm fairly separated from it. And I'm sure if the Lions are winning by 21 points, it will definitely sound like I'm separated from it because I'm not going to want to hammer the Bears either. It's harder to do, I think, the local teams on a national stage for me personally because I hear you guys and I hear the guys on radio in this town and I read the newspapers and I'm more connected to it. And I hear my friends' frustrations, especially with the current state of Chicago sports. I hear their frustrations about it. So it's very, it's almost easier to be critical and I almost have to pull back a little bit because right. I know a little bit more of the ins and outs of, let's say, the Bears or the White Sox or the Cubs or whatever it is when I'm covering those teams on national TV. You almost have to pull back a little bit because you could you, you could let your own emotions kind of get in right. the way of it. So, How about the opponents, the, the Lions? How many of their games have you had any of their games the last yeah. couple of years? And have you been able to see kind of the development of this group, which has been quite impressive? I, I think so. I, I had their opener last season, so right out of the gate. And then we've had them three times this year now. So I had their game against Tampa where they looked very sharp. I've had two of their best defensive games of the season. And that's kind of a turnaround from what we saw last week when right. they had to score 41 to beat the Chargers. Like, they've won in multiple ways. Their 7-2 and two start is no joke. The teams that have beat them have been impressive. Like, Baltimore shut them down completely. And Seattle had to score 37 in overtime and took them to overtime to beat them. So this is a team that has won in multiple fashions. Their offense is as good as any offense in the league. I think talent-wise, 
Offensive line-wise, they're going to be a little bit shorthanded because their left guard, Jonah Jackson, who's been very good in his career, he's out. Vitae's been out. He's on IR. So they've had to do a little bit of patchworking, but they've got one of the best centers in the league, one of the best left tackles in the league, arguably the best tackle in general in Panay Sewell. They've got physical receivers and tight ends. This Laporta kid out of yes, Iowa excellent. has been one of the best tight ends in the, in the NFL this season. And uh, as you guys know, Montgomery and Gibbs have been a really, really good rushing tandem. And Goff and Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, really have a good mesh going right now. So this is a legitimate offense. We talked with Dan Campbell today. He says they've built it from the ground up over the last couple of years. And I think the evidence is, is in front of us and right now. And they're even better at home than they are elsewhere. They, right? are. they were great last week in, at SoFi, but... But this group at home is hard to slow down. It's been fun to go to Detroit to kind of hear what the crowd is like. Because yeah. I'm, I'm sure Bears fans, plenty of Bears fans have made the trip up to Detroit to, to kind of I see know. a game. Yeah. And it's not always like super loud. It's, you know, the Lions fans have kind of been tortured over the course of the last, what, what do you want to call it, 30 years now at this point. I think uh, if any city can sympathize or attempt to empathize with another, it's Chicago and yeah. Detroit because of how... Uh, how much suffering their fan bases have gone through. But you go there now, and we were there week three. It was loud. It, it felt like one of the better atmospheres in the NFL because they bought in. The, the community has rallied around them, and that's what happens when yeah. you have fans that want to invest in you. They want to believe in the product that you're putting out there, and you deliver. Sure enough, they're going to they're gonna respond in, yeah. in a positive way, and they have in Detroit. Is Dan Campbell one of the better guys to talk to in a production meeting? I think so. Uh, you know, I, I always point to Mike Tomlin as probably the guy I, I appreciate more than any in, in professional sports as somebody who's candid, who's honest, who will he, – he understands the relationship. Like, I'm going to say something to you. Yeah. You're going to know how to say this without burying my guy. Right. But you got to know that he's not doing this well. We're hoping that this is what we've done to help him improve on that. You kind of you kind of put it out there to not bury the player, but to at least give some context. And I think Dan is very similar in that regard. He's very honest. He's very candid. He's very gregarious. Like he's a fun guy to to talk to. The energy that he comes in with with some of these prize conferences. I will say this: this is my own personal interpretation. I think the stress of success not is not getting to him, but you can tell it's like. He can feel the weight of it. Expectations, expectations are, are real. And I think he, we, we talked to him today about like how important this is. They have a, a sign in their team room that has the years. 1992, 1991, 1957. Last playoff win, last uh, divisional title, last NFL championship. They don't have a Super Bowl. So they, he takes this very seriously. He's the one that put that in when he first got hired. So I think he understands why this is so important for that particular fan base, for that particular city. They always say... Um, like a lot of people who have gotten to the top always say the the road to the top was tough. Staying on top is tougher. You think it's tough to get you get get out of the bottom? Imagine yeah. what it's like when you're actually at the top to maintain it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's funny too because I this is a thought I've had all week long is is that in a normal situation, this would be a game where you could see a team looking through the opponent. You know, they play Thursday. Yeah. So they play on Thanksgiving. You're sure. coming off the win against the Chargers and the Bears have been bottom feeders now for a while. Under different circumstances, I could see this as a game that the Lions would look through or look past. I don't get that sense that this coaching staff led by that guy is going to allow them to do that, especially with how you've enunciated that they recognize their putrid history. Yeah, they they made that very clear. I think they made that clear earlier in the week. Like They were very complimentary of what they've seen on tape from the Bears. Like They said they're physical. He, Dan told us some really good insight, insightful things. He said he evaluates teams on... Effort and toughness first. Can I see effort? Can I see some toughness on the field when I turn on your film? 
Then I go on the interior. What do your lines look like? What's your offensive line? What's the physicality? What's their scheme? What's the defensive line? What are they trying to do to interrupt and disrupt my quarterback? And then you go to the perimeter and see yeah. what their receivers are like. And you've heard a lot about this. We've talked about it when we've had the Lions. They have some of the best blocking receivers in the NFL. Amon Ross St. Brown is not afraid to go over the middle of the field to make contested catches. He's not afraid to get out of the perimeter and block. Sam Laporta, as we talked about, he's been the, one of the best pass-catching tight ends of the league. But part of the reason he's been so good and has gotten open so often is because he puts in the work to try to be a great blocker in the first and second quarter. And you guys know this, as you guys have covered the Bears, you guys have covered the NFL, sequencing in the NFL is so important. Like, I know this play is only going to get me two yards or three yards inside the right guard in the first and second quarter. I don't care about the two- or three-yard gain. I'm trying to set you up for the 25-yard pass down the field and hoping that my receiver breaks out for 40 more yards. Like, they have a really good game plan in terms of sequencing, and I think what what he was discussing about the Bears kind of playing to the outside, he's been really impressed with them. I don't think they're looking past the Bears at all, and I think there's a level of unpredictability with this game because of Justin, because he's coming back. What type of fields are you going to get? Are you going to get the guy who's trying to be a drop-back pocket passer, hold on to the football and make sure you get that third read, or is it going to be... Hey, I, I don't know what the thumb's going to be like, so right. maybe I got to use my legs. Or is it, let's let Justin be Justin? We're going to meet with the Bears tomorrow, so hopefully we'll oh, get a little bit more insight. I was going to ask you, so yeah. you have not talked to Justin yet? Yeah, we'll talk on Saturday, so hopefully we'll get a little bit more insight on it. But what fields are you going to get? Are you going to get a guy who's going to be a little bit more open to running the football and getting back out into the perimeter and then looking downfield like we saw in the latter half of the season. Any coincidence year. you're wearing some of the Lions colors on your tie? Well, like, he's got orange, too. He's got orange on the pocket. Oh, okay, well, I can't see the pocket square, oh, but sorry, I, see yeah, a, yeah. I see a little bit of, of Lions I mean, you know, that's stuff fair. there. I guess that's fair. Here's the thing. like, I'm a man on a budget. Right? I wear the clothes that are, that are in the closet, and I try to mix them up as much as possible. I and can't imagine that budget's very low, though. Right. I mean, it lands on, on this. I mean, like five, yeah. five sport coats in my in my closet. No, they, we got you fitted, only have five. We got fitted for for dress shirts in July at our seminar. You know how many of those dress shirts I've received? None. Why? I got none of them. I just don't think they've sent them. So I'm a man on a budget. I don't. I just try to mix. We got to get a closer right. through through here for you. I guess well, we got to get a so. partnership. I'm, I'm, you, I'm look you, you, look, you look fabulous. Good. I just want you. Good. I just good. wanted to notice. I just no, want you to notice that there's a little fine. there's a little lion. There's a little powder blue or something like that. That's fair. I was going to say it's Orlando Magic color. Oh, okay. Possibly that as well, buddy. We've been with enemy now. If you really want to know how little attention I pay to, to, to details, how I even ended up looking okay in you guys' estimation, I have no idea. Um, uh, to a serious topic, you working for Fox, the Carissa Thompson story. Sure. Do you know Carissa, mm-hmm. and, and what do you make of what she said on Pardon My Take, and then she today issued a statement sure. saying that she didn't mean what she originally said. And for those who aren't aware, let me just play this yeah, really yeah. quick. For those who don't know the story, this is what she said on Pardon My Take with our buddy Barstool Big Cat, who joins us every Wednesday. And I've said this before, so I haven't been fired for saying it, but I'll say it again. I would make up the report sometimes because, A, the coach wouldn't come out at halftime or it was too late. And I was like, I didn't want to screw up the report. So I was like, I'm just going to make this up because, first of all, no coach is going to get mad if I say, hey, we need to stop. Uh, hurting ourselves. We needed to be better on third down. We yep. need to stop turning the ball Pressure over. The quarterback. We need, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and do a better job of getting off the field. Like They're not going to correct me on that. Right. So I'm like, it's fine. I'll it, just make up the report. And then So today she said she didn't mean that and sure. she said that words matter, but 
that's not what she meant, that she would just frame it based on what happened. What, you're, you're very good at your job. You work with Chris on Fox. She throws it to you, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah. When, or you throw it to her sure. and she throws it back to you. What do you make of this? Uh, first off, I know Carissa. She is a very, very lovely person. I think she works really, really hard. Doing both of the jobs that she does is not easy. Uh, it's disappointing to hear what exactly how she said it with Big Cat and with with uh, with Pardon My Take. It was it's frustrating because not be, I understand what she's saying, especially when she put out the statement today about what she kind of meant by it and. It bothers me because, yeah, words do matter. Like, I pay very close attention to the words I use. And, yeah, I slip up once in a while, too. But I try to pay very close attention. And the people that I work with, and I know this is going to be a gendered argument because, for the most part, the sideline reporters that we work with on the NFL happen to be female. Tom Rinaldi does a great job as well. Like, there's a lot of males that do this. But I I understand that the initial interpretation is going to be gendered. So I'll speak for the women that that I've worked with. They work really, really hard to make sure the things they say are very properly said and interpreted because they don't get the same benefit of the doubt. So it's tough on Christina Pink, who works her butt off and is an Emmy Award winner, by the way, that I'm fortunate enough to have on my crew. It's very tough on people like Pam Oliver, who's got a laundry list of awards when and I work with her. It's very tough on Molly McGrath, who I spent three years working with at ESPN and is one of their top reporters. Like, they get frustrated by this. So I feel for them in that regard. And I know what Carissa is trying to say. And I get what she's saying. Sometimes the coach doesn't comes out, doesn't come out. So you're like, okay, how do I deliver some kind of information that would be properly interpreted? And to say it the way she said it is going to be, it, it's rough. Like, it, it sucks to hear that, frankly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's disappointing to hear that. I know where she's coming from. I know what she's trying to say. I feel for my partners, my reporters that work really, really hard to learn the game, to be smarter than anybody else, but not bludgeon you over the head with it. It's it's disappointing to hear. Is it going to affect my relationship with Chris? No, I don't care. I toss to her. She does a great job with the updates. Toss back to me. I'll back you up on whatever score you give us. And I'm going to move on with my day because I don't have time to worry right. about that. And, and she's not my reporter. So I don't. if she were, then yeah, I have a conversation. I, I'm, I want to have a conversation with whomever I'm working with in that regard. But I, I get what she was trying to say. It's just disappointing. That's yeah. all. Would she get mad if you said after the highlight, are you sure that's what really happened? There was a, a, a split second. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> what? There was a split second where I was like, would, would she take this as a joke if I made the joke? Because she and I again, she and I have a very good working relationship. We have like a, a somewhat cordial, like we're not super close, but like we have a good uh, acquaintance sure. relationship. And I was like, would she take that? Like, would she know that I'm joking? But I don't think, like, yeah, that's I don't it. think the, audience, the audience probably <laughs> wouldn't respond well to that. Yeah. I think yeah. Carissa, yeah. in yeah. a very specific context, would laugh her butt off at that. But I don't think on national TV in front of a yeah. couple million people, she would appreciate that. I know that, her so. and Aaron Andrews are, like, best yeah. of friends. They do a podcast. I'd be interested to hear how they address that going forward. I will be interested do. to yeah. hear it as well. Uh, speaking of broadcast stuff, well, I'm, I've got you with broadcast stuff, then we'll we'll joke around with some bowl stuff with you really quick. Um, do you have any interest in the Sox job? I have said it privately and I've said it publicly, and I have no problem saying it either way. It is not my job. It's not the job for me to have, mostly because it would be really hard. I, I already have a great schedule. If I suddenly found myself as the voice of the Sox as well, that would mean I would have about 30 days a year where I don't have anything to do. And I just cannot live my life like that. It would be too much for me to handle. I have found about as close to a perfect like schedule as I possibly could have ever dreamed up 
15 years ago when How I started How many doing events it. do you do now a year? I do 100 games just about, somewhere between 100 wow. and 105, 110, whatever it is. That's what I was doing at ESPN, but, you know, the difference is here. When I moved to Fox and got the Bulls job, 35 to 40 of those are down the street. Right. I can come by here. I can come by the studio and hang with my friends for 25, 30 minutes before I was like, yeah, I got plenty of time to get back to the United Center and call the game. I would never have been able to do that in the previous spot. And I would definitely not be able to have any type of downtime if I, I, I took on another. You job. want to have a life to go along with your professional life as well. At some point, you yeah. know, like so. I'm 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 happy to help. I've, I've talked to the White Sox a little bit. If if they have any questions, like what do you think of this person? What do you think of that person? Do you know this person? Happy to help at any point in any in any capacity. But that's just not. You the would job. be great at it. Like that's the oh, thing. Yeah. That's why we ask because Waddle that. thinks you're be- like as great as you are at football and basketball. That your best sport. He's always well, said. Well, I baseball. said to you. I think I said last year. I think when you and AJ paired up and and you know I heard you guys doing the games in the postseason. We have it was, a blast. It was the best view. It was the best listen of all. all I appreciate that. It, it's a, it'd be and it's a great job. People in people in this city deserve to have a great broadcast regardless of sport. You're the, the third biggest city in the country. Yeah. You deserve to have, regardless of the success or failure of your team, you deserve to have good people broadcast. You've got some really cool people you, that you've worked with, too. Like, AJ is great. Mm-hmm. You get to work with Stacy. Yep. Stacy brings all the energy. Uh, Stink is also awesome. a great guy to work with. Oh, like, yeah, two, two guys who like to have fun yeah. <laughs> on the broadcast. I, I have lucked out in some capacity in every sport where i get to work with like the fun guys yeah like nobody takes it i think we take the job seriously that but none of us take ourselves too seriously and that's a really like tough balance because it's easy to get your ego involved and be like well i got to do everything perfect and all that we have a great time and that's it comes what people the television people as well want that all right yeah. they want you like there's only five to ten moments a game where you have to be perfect where you have to be perfect perfect the other times you have to be palatable accurate and just sound like you're having a good time being there because there's a lot of people that wish they could be either in your seat or in the building, and they can't do either one of those things. So, and you, and you, you know. we, we joke around that you got to reel us in when the Bulls have just cut it to 15. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Bulls cut it to 15. <laughs> Is that well? I, I know there. I, I need to start looking at the lines a little bit more because I feel like there are some people that may only be tuning in at various points for for oh, very specific really? information. I do that for football. I, I don't check the lines for basketball or baseball. It's just too much to to think about for football. I always Always write down the the line and the total because if we, do get, if we do get a blowout like yeah. the line, you know, we talked about the lines. They, they were down thirty eight nothing or thirty five yeah. nothing to Baltimore a couple weeks ago. I'm sure the only reason people were watching in the fourth quarter was to see that you know if the total was forty two. If somehow you know they got the over on that, are, so. are, are 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 the different networks are they cool with that conversation as well? Now I would assume they would be because it's part of the partnership. I I don't bring. I still try to be cheeky about it in like the Al Michaels yeah. tradition. Uh, I do say things like because I, again I read more about it than I ever have, and I've never bet a dime on a game in my life, and nor will I ever because I just I know, I've seen too much happen. But I think being able to say like, hey, this. That's that's a field goal, or this is a field goal of consequence yes. <laughs> late in the game, or that's something cool. like that, or you know, to, to give some context to come on, on the air. I've I've said this a lot, you know. Ravens came in as a two touchdown under. I know, right. for example, the Ravens came in as a two touchdown underdog. They've got the three point lead at halftime, like whatever whatever that may be. If the Bears are leading at half, you'll probably hear me come out and say a, a, a touchdown underdog is. Is yeah. in front right yeah. now at halftime because that's just contextual. That's, well, that's how you connect line. it to watch, the person yeah. watching, too. It's a very too. easy way to just give a quick sense of context. Those people out west really know what they're doing for the most part. Like, it's scary how close they come week in and week out. 
So just that's great, easy context to give yeah. to people. Are you disappointed with the way the Bulls have played so far? Of course. I mean, and who isn't, right? Because there's, a, there's always this expectation that comes with the city, that comes with the franchise when you have uh, the history that they do. Automatically, you assume yourself to be a contender. And again, you're in the third biggest city in the, in the, in the NBA. I think seeing how it's played out thus far with some of the, the ways that this team has started, like that's what's disappointing. The lack of energy the other night was really disappointing. Like the first half was as bad of a first half as 33. any end. That's the lowest scoring first half in the NBA this year. No, no team has had a worse one. So I, I appreciate that they play with energy in the third quarter. I appreciate that the bench is really, really good, but where is that energy and where is that flow? And, and where is that, that life that you need to see out of the gate? Because as we've talked about you, the three of us have talked about, it, and I'm sure you've talked about it on the air. This is like a 40-45 game experiment. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to see what happens come February and when you get down to trade, trade deadline time. And all of a sudden, that seems like it's creeping further and further up based on the rumors that are swirling around this team. So yeah. am I disappointed? Absolutely. Why wouldn't you be? I think, you know, is there, a, is there a light at the end of this tunnel to try to turn things around? Yeah, they're talented enough. But until you see it, well, how are you going to buy into it? I need to see it on a consistent basis. And you know, maybe if you can close out this homestand, this is a, a nice homestand. You got another one coming up right around Christmas time where you don't have to get on a plane for basically a week and a half, two weeks. Like, there's still pockets of time where you feel like this is a team that can show some improvement. But until that happens, it's hard to buy into it right out of the yeah. game. All right, let's get um, Adam Amin, who's the greatest there is at uh, play by play and one of the greatest people out there. Let's get him a clothing deal. Yeah. So if you have a clothier <laughs> or sell suits or whatever, you're Taylor, 312 332 3776. I can't buy off the rack, people. I am a very short, no. weirdly shaped human being. We I'm need sorry. to get you like your own line. And make it like, snappy, too. Yeah. I mean, let's do yeah, this in like, quick fashion. Let's not make him wait. You're the best. Thanks, we appreciate guys. you. I love you guys. I appreciate Thank you. Thank you. And congrats on all the success. Yes. We'll be watching on Sunday. There's Adam Amin. We have Aki's A list coming up next. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. It's time for Aki's A-List. From the mind of the man who understands the four P's of Waddle's world. Aki's A-List. A-List. The top questions and topics floating around in Tyler Aki's mind. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? Aki's A-List on ESPN Chicago. Well, what is that sound effect in there? Do it, did I miss, like, that reference, Mellor? No, it's uh, just writing, like a, writing a list. Oh, it's writing. Like, I didn't know it sounded like someone, like, puckering up at first. Wasn't sure what it was. What are you trying to say about me? I, I, I didn't really know what it was. I couldn't make out that my hearing's not great. <laughs> couldn't it's make more out? Of a, more of a writing for a list. That's what we're going for. I, I, I That's an old notebook uh it is true. I'm right not there. sure. I'm not sure Tyler's ever made a list on a piece of paper. He is young enough where he, notes everything exactly. Right on the, on the phone. But, like, I but maybe that like sound type. effect doesn't play as well on the radio. Just, Waddle, did you know what that was? No clue. No, it was like I didn't want to ask yesterday. I was too embarrassed, and then today I'm like, you know what? I still don't know what it is. So I'm, I'm just going to sure. ask what what the hell is that sound effect? That just sounds like ripping paper or something. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Name that sound effect. <laughs> I 
That's creepy. <laughs> I could come up with five different things it sounds like other than writing. <laughs> like almost typing sounds more than writing. Oh, Maybe sounds Printing. like a marker. Marker. Yeah, on it. I guess it's it a bit sound, of a sharpie. Yeah. I'll give you that. <laughs> sounds like a friction tip. There. Excuse me. <laughs> Just a tip. Just a yeah. Yeah. Come on. A friction, friction tip. tip. Yep. Yes. Friction tip. I agree with you, Tyler. All right then. Definitely not puckering up. No. No puck. Like a do- no puck. Dog sniffing. Going. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Definitely. Would any of what? Uh, Anyone else would have known. I don't know. All right. Well, what's on hockey's Ava? All right, gentlemen. So with the Detroit Lions as the Chicago Bears opponent this week, it got me thinking about something that Ryan Poles said in his introductory press conference when he became the general manager of the Bears. And the last thing, the most important piece is we're going to take the North and never give it back. And that was the one thing that stood out to, I think, a lot of Bears fans at the time. But do you fear that their opponent this week, the Detroit Lions, currently 7-2 and two, and seem to be set up very well for the foreseeable future, do you fear the Detroit Lions have taken the North and are not giving it back anytime soon? No, I do not. If you don't have Aaron Rodgers or Pat, Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady, um, I don't fear that you are going to have a stranglehold of the division. They still have Jared Goff. And I know they're built very well, but I believe that you'll be able to compete with the Detroit they're not Lions. Invincible. They, yes. That makes them not invincible. By the way, they are 6-1 and one in the division over the last year and X number of it's games. It's admirable. I'm not, I'm not telling you that they're not good now. They've only played one division game so far this year. And they were 5-1 and one last year in the division. Look, I just want our team to, to... We talked about splitting in the division. Like, win one game against each of your three division opponents was what our goal was. We're 0-2. 3-3, so and three, yeah. Yeah, we're 0-2 uh, right now. Like, like, I think the AFC North is a good example of what this should be. They have... They, until Burrow got hurt, the hope was that all four teams were going to make the playoffs there. Yeah. Like, there's no reason why the Bears, like, the, all four of these teams should be good. Like, and they, they should all compete. If the Bears get a really, really good quarterback, they should be able to compete for divisions year in and year out. Yeah, I agree with you. I think if Aaron Rodgers was still a part of the Green Bay Packers, then, then it would be a different conversation. I don't believe, I believe that the Detroit Lions are the best team in the division. Um, uh, top to bottom, I think that they've got a pretty sizable lead against a lot of us in the NFC North, but I don't think they're invincible. I don't. And not, not for like a five-year stretch no, either. I don't. Sure. I don't. I like don't. They may lose their offensive coordinator. What yeah. is that going to do with Jared Goff well, next Goff's year? Goff's at the end of his contract too, right? Yeah. yeah. Look, and, and remember, just the offensive coordinator, look how much of a difference it made in Buffalo, mm-hmm. leaving with Brian Dable. Um, the production hasn't been the same in Buffalo. It's the reason why, if we have these conversations a bunch about your next coach, if you make a coaching change, do you want someone that's got head coaching experience? Do you want an offensive coordinator? What do you want? Like, I'm open to anything, anything and everything. I won't close my mind to anything. But you do have to know, like Detroit, they're fortunate Ben Johnson's still there. He took interviews last year and decided to stay. If you have success, let's say you have a defensive-minded head coach and your offensive coordinator has some success – 
he could leave. And then you're starting over again with a young quarterback. So that's, you know, when you talk about do you want an offensive-minded head coach? So if you bring in Ben Johnson, if you make a coaching change, Ben Johnson can't leave. You know right, I mean? right. And Andy Reid sure is changing offensive coordinators, but it starts and ends with Andy Reid. Correct. With Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin's awesome, and I would take Mike Tomlin in a harpy. What is, if you polled Pittsburgh Steelers fans who watch them each and every day, what is their biggest gripe about Mike Tomlin and the Steelers right they now? They can't get it right on offense. Matt Canada's not their guy. The offensive yeah. coordinator. It's still, even with the best coach in the league or a top five coach, wherever you want to put Tomlin, uh, what was Bill Belichick's downfall? after yeah, Matt Patricia coaching offense. Yeah, so even the greatest coach of all time couldn't replace his offensive corner. Mike Tomlin is having a lot of uh, back and forth with Steelers fans about Matt, uh, about Matt Canada. Like, you're exactly right. I just want a great coach who's dynamic, and if if that happens to be a special teams guy, defensive guy, an offensive guy, I'd prefer him to be a great offensive mind. All right. That wasn't the question, I know, but that's that's, that's (laughs) where this evolves. Sometimes you branch there. Speaking of coaches, uh, Matt Eberflus has yet to put together a winning streak. Not Big Cat's definition of a winning streak, but a winning streak. Multiple games, stringing together games. He has yet to have a winning streak of two games or more as head coach of the Chicago Bears. If the Bears win on Sunday against the Lions, it not only will be Matt Eberflus's first winning streak with the Chicago Bears, but it will be his biggest win during his tenure as Chicago Bears head coach. Will a win on Sunday change at all your view or future outlook of what Matt Eberflus's future is with the Chicago Bears? It will change how I look at him. It doesn't mean that I'll change my opinion on what direction they should go. But look, he hasn't won, a, as you mentioned, he hasn't won a division game in, in a, what is it, 27 games? You're going to Detroit to take on a team that has got one of the best offenses in the league. If your defense goes up there and controls them and you win, yeah, this will be an enormous step forward for Matt Eberflus. So, yeah, I would look at him differently for sure. Extend him. No, I, say I would extend him right after the game. Well, see, you like won you, two in a row. You, you won your first division game. You don't we're have gonna, to go we're from give zero you, to hundred. Maybe do a Bulls secret extension. You don't, have to, you don't have to go zero to hundred. That's a problem. No, there is nothing that Matt Eberflus can do between now and the end of the season that would change my opinion of him. There is nothing. I'll branch off of that here. Who is more likely to be with the Chicago Bears next year, Jim Harbaugh or Matt Eberflus? Matt Eberflus. Matt Eberflus. Interesting. I think it's a better than 50% chance right now that Matt Eberflus is back. Based off of some of the reporting around town, like we heard from John's earlier this week, yeah, and you know, what Ryan Pulse said, too. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's where I just got fearful, and it's still his guy, and... Look, I, don't know, I don't know what the Bears front office feels about Jim Harbaugh. So, I, I mean, look, I, I, I would not eliminate him from my coaching list if I was looking for a coach, but I don't know how they feel up there. What about Ben Johnson or Matt Eberflus? More likely to be with the Chicago yeah. Bears next year. You no, know, right now, like I'm telling you, I think there's a better than 50% chance. So that would mean any candidate no through my way. Yeah. I think there's a better than 50% chance that Matt Eberflus is back. Now, whether this is Matt Eberflus's magical 50%, 51%, 51%, 49%. So he's, doubtful. he's doubtful to be yeah. back next year? No, it's the other way. It's, it's, uh, I, 51 to 49. 
50, 49 percent doubtful. Or well, I don't know how. Now I'm fifty one. He's out. Us around. He's spun us around. Fifty one. He's out. He fifty one percent. He's back. I like. I'm fearful. I don't know if I'm just running in fear, I, and I'm just completely scared of all this. But I, I just think that it's it's polls his guy that he truly believes in him, and that I'm not telling you there's there's a ninety percent chance, but I think there's a better than halfway shot that he's back. That shouldn't keep you up at night. 90% should keep you up at night. 52%, you should sleep like a baby. But it shouldn't be 52%. I, I never sleep like a baby, first and foremost. Like, even when things are the best, I still can't sleep like a baby. Do you ever sleep like a baby? Not usually. No. But I don't stay awake thinking that Matt Eberflus is going to be the head coach next year. He's not playing. Yeah, he's not playing. <laughs> we got to do a greatest hits. Well, that's definitely got to be part of the the holiday parody song contest. Called it, he's not playing. Yeah, he's not playing. Yeah, he's not playing. I'm just, I'm not, I'm having trouble understanding. He's he's not playing, but he's doubtful. Is he out or doubtful? Yeah, now he's listed as doubtful. But you're saying that he's out. He's not going to play. We'll see where it goes. Uh, the chances are doubtful, fifty-one percent that he's in or out, and uh, it's going to be. We'll see where it is. We got a little time left, but uh, again, we'll declare him out when he's out. Uh, right now, we're still listening to him as doubtful. We we got to do a, a, a yeah, song called Fifty-One Percent. He's not playing. Someone do a holiday parody song kind, uh, a song that's called Fifty-One Percent. I don't know what's up yours. Do a song that's called What's Up Yours. And we're excited about this second half. We got some things up our sleeve. So, all right. How can you not think do that you're going to get more of that? Up your you're going to get some more of that. He should do that every halftime interview now. Yes. And just say, I've got something up my sleeve. Show us you're human. Just continue to do that. It's worked every time. What if he ends up 8-9? and nine? They win eight games this year. What if that, Carissa Thompson did, was on I the I was sideline. just going to say, yeah. like, I think Christina Pink's move this weekend is, I talked to Matt Eberflus, and he says he's got something up his sleeve. <laughs> See, right. No one would have believed that a week ago if someone would have summed that up. If someone would have just said last week, you know what, I guys, I had a chance to talk to Matt Eberflus, and he just told me, I've got, he's got something up his sleeve. Yeah, I wouldn't have believed that. No one would have no. believed the sideline report. Because no like, one's going to tell you that I got a fake play coming your, your way or a trick play coming your way. You know what? Look out. Midway through the third quarter, we're going to run the fumble rooski. Just so you know. That's Keep just an get eye the, out that's, for it. That's called get the ball to Velas. The fumble rooski's coming your way. Listen, I'll give you some pills so you can go home and go to sleep. That's what you need to do. I take pills to go to sleep. Yeah, well, they're not working. I, I can go to sleep. I don't stay asleep. Let me ask you a question. Do you stay up at night worried about nuclear war? No. Okay. So I don't, this is I don't, a, I, this it's is, not out of a, a, a conscious worry about anything. I don't, I'm not up at night worrying. Worries about Maddie Riffles like coming back yeah, next year. You just said, I'm worried. You used the words. My sports I worry. worry. My sport, you, do you really think... That tonight, as I'm drinking my my uh, my my dirty martini, that I'm going to be worried about Matt Eberflus. Not, not as you're drinking your martini, but, but when, when you he, go to bed in and the you splash of, your face and brush your teeth, and before you close your night your your eyes and you put your head on your pillow, and, and I bet you'll you'll think about Matt Eberflus. In my his. sports worry context, I'm worried about that. Correct, but you think about sports ten times more than most people I know. 
So your sports worry. Well, I'm not a farmer. Right. So your sports worry is significantly more intense than somebody else's sports worry. You're a sports worrier to begin with. Are you calling me a sports worry war? Yes. Lovingly. That's who you are. It's what you do. Do we not have a lot of sports worrying to do in town? Yes, but like... If not, show hey, that overload. Who? Let yourself, you know, have two dirty martinis tonight. Does the ownership of the Bulls care? I don't know. I'm not going to worry about that on my drive to Indy tonight. Are the Bulls selling low on Jack? Don't care for the moment. Who are the Hawks going to get to surround Connor this Bedard? My, and this is my point. Yeah, you're joking right now, but you're not joking. You will have all of these thoughts will go through your brain tonight before you fall asleep. You'll have two bloody martinis in you or whatever they're called. Dirty bloody, martinis. Bloody martinis. Oh, I better not have any blood in my martini. And you're gonna if there's have, any gonna blood have, in my martini, someone after. up. You're going to have a full <laughs> bottle of wine in you as well. Oh, you know it. And maybe a, hand, and then a tweet like a hand, on the Uber ride home. A handful of melatonin pills. <laughs> and, and, like, and you're still going to be worried about Bedard didn't score last night. I, you know what I will be worried? I'm like, that damn quarterback timeline. They're going to get it wrong yeah, again. Right. They're going to bring back the coach. They're going to draft another right. quarterback. And then the whole damn timeline's up. And my kids are never going to see a good quarterback. Forget me seeing a good quarterback. Now my kids are never going to see a good quarterback because we can't even develop them the right way because we can't learn from past failures. Your Honor, I rest my case. I'm a sports worry wart. Yes, you are. We'll cross talk with Black and Abdallah next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Time to cross talk with Black and Abdallah. It's brought to you by Steinhoffels. And uh, the boys uh, got a huge endorsement by the security guard at House Hall. I was telling really? them about this uh, yesterday, Waddle. Yeah. I pulled into House Hall. One of the great guys uh, works at security uh, gate at House. And he goes, I was listening to Black and Abdallah last Friday when they were at 390 Golf. And it was hilarious. <laughs> so another, as you like Thank to say, you. Abdallah, not for this purpose but he was truly a He's satisfied, a truly satisfied, satisfied customer, customer. Yes. yeah 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 well it was, it was a fun time uh 390 golf is awesome and it was hilarious that we planned a giveaway around the idea that charlie is new at golf and so we said Chardog, get up there and you drive you hit one golf ball and wherever that goes as long as someone out drives you these great prizes will be given away charlie walks up no, he well the first one he kind of shanked, but the tracker wasn't on. Oh, so, redo. So we, so we got a redo, mm-hmm. and he steps up. We have like what seventy people standing around, yeah. all watching. Where yeah. everyone's going to participate in this uh, giveaway? You know, we we build it up, and I'm trying to stall to really get the nerves going. And he stands there and just. 
pipes it. 280. <laughs> Under and then pressure. Yeah. Turns around and it was flexes crazy. that. Oh, did he? <laughs> oh, he flexed. Yeah. He flexed. Charlie. It was hilarious. And then, and then for the next 25 minutes, nobody could outdrive him. And then finally one guy showed up and he had his own glove and clubs oh, and everything. He and he yeah. just smoked one, almost yeah. 300. And so that guy won the ultimate prize. But it, it was a great time. Yeah. You're, uh, Sylvia, I was listening to your guys' conversation last segment as we were waiting in the uh, the on deck circle, I guess. Um, in the bullpen. In the bullpen. Uh, so you're, you're a, I don't have a word for it because I'm trying to combine sports and environmentalist. You're like a sports environmentalist. Like, think of the children. Like, you're the Greta, like that kid. Yes, that like, it's not about us. Yeah, you're like, how you? Yeah, you're, you're like, what about my children? How about the next what generation? About global warming? Yes. What about sports warming? Like, you want sports warming? You want a better life for your children yes, than right. we've had rooting for Chicago sports teams. So you're thinking about the future. You don't care. You're, right. Listen, you're done. Your time is over. Right. Like, you're I've like, seen I've it. Never, I've seen I've seen some good stuff. I've seen some bad stuff. I've seen good stuff. I've seen bad stuff. But what about my children? I can look at the future. There's too much plastic in the oceans. The bulls have no direction. What are we doing here? There's wildlife choking on straws. Come on now. I don't want United Center warming. We need electric cars and first round draft picks, damn it. It's good. That's pretty good. That's good. By the way, do you know, someone asked in the Twitch chat why Waddle is going to Indy. We have finally uncovered this. He's, he's dressed this up to say that he is going uh, to Butler. Yeah. Yeah, Butler my ass. Uh, you get but- Butler your ass? Butler my ass. Butler my ass. We have discovered. Butler! Butler. I don't know. What's up, Pierce? First, there was there was a theory that Uncle T in this whole Michigan scandal uh-huh. uh, was Waddle. Tom Brady. First, at first. And then they thought it was this booster. Yeah. Uh, th- but we found out, we've uncovered it as Tom Waddle. And the reason why he is going to Indianapolis is because he is in an interview with the NCAA Ooh, for their investigation wow. this weekend. Wow. Ooh, wow. Uh, my nephew plays at Butler. Oh, he calls sure. me oh, yeah, Uncle T. Sure. So Check out Broad Ripple, man. It's fun. Sure, Broad really? Ripple is a fun town. Good it's like up. the town that's like closest to Butler. It's like the college town that's closest yeah. to Butler. Like, it's got bars and everything. It's awesome. Is it's like you pull into town about 10 o'clock. No, it's a town. It's a then nice I town. Then I meet with the NCAA. Ten- I mean, uh, then I'm going to. <laughs> They've got some breweries and stuff. Like, it's yeah. fun. Yeah, it's a good town. I have fun whenever I go there because my you, in-laws You're driving there. right after the show? Yeah. All right. Heading out. Fantastic. They, they've demanded that he show <laughs> he up. He needs to get there. Yes. As soon as possible. I'm going to take this gonna computer with me. I thought it was going to be something <laughs> funnier like uh, Ohio State plays Indiana this weekend, so he was going to go. Oh. He's going to go scout. I know what I wanted to talk to you, Sylvia, about is you're good at this. You're good at remembering old uh, Chicago sports events. Yeah, because he's a sports environmentalist. Because <laughs> right. uh, he goes to bed at night worried about stuff. I need I to would... get Joe from obviously. <laughs> just, just make sports one environmentalist. There was a game where the Bears were undermanned heading to Detroit, and Cutler played his ass off, yes, right? Yes. When was that? There were a couple, because I they, was out one win? of them. And they no, won, they, no? They, well, one game I think they won, and one game I think they they I know they lost. But there was a like, Monday night like game carry that the, they the lost, team, right? Yes. Like, there was one game that they even said it was a Monday night game. And this is the game that I was at, and, and it was a terrible environment for Bears fans to be there. How dare you? <laughs> but How dare you? It was one of the diabetes games, right? But the, no, he played well this game, and yeah. it was finally when all those Monday Night Countdown guys had to step forward and say, I'll tell you what about Jay Cutler. Tough. We don't know how good he is, 
but he's damn tough. Yeah, yeah, because he, like, he, wasn't he's it, tough as nails. Wasn't it like he was getting the, his stuff rocked? Like he had and, like eight or nine sacks, Jamarcus Webb. And was, he was playing great, yes. but he just kept getting hit. And that was back the Giants up. game that he got sacked nine times in the first half. Yeah, yes, right. but there, there was, there a, was game, a Detroit game There was like a game too. in Detroit. And he kept them in it. Where like the only reason they were in the contest was because of cover. I, and I, was, I would guess 2011 or 12. Mm-hmm. 2012, okay. somewhere around there, 2013. And they lost the game? The one that I was at, I know they lost. There may have been another one, too, that he may have won single-handedly. Because I was trying to look through game logs and figure it out. Because, like, to type in, like, Jay Cutler played his ass off against Detroit. Like, nothing nothing comes up in Google for that. You know what I mean? So, like, I was was, trying to... to, And I I was like, Sylvie's going to remember this. Waddle, there was one year, remember, where he was in the first half of the season... An MVP candidate. That's believe when he it or hurt not. his thumb against the car. Uh, they were seven and two, yeah, right? Yeah. So, what was that? Twenty twelve. You, you know not to look in my uh, direction. That was um, twenty twelve. I want to say something. So, Wasn't that the season like after they went to the? When it comes uh, to these things, the uh, NFC well, championship. 20, so maybe twenty eleven then. It might be. Yeah. So check it. It's one of those early okay. two thousand. Figure it out before you go to bed 10, tonight. Yeah. Make sure you worry well, about. You're the one that's all worried. Waddle because, spraying aerosol into the air. Because the topic <laughs> like, is. I'm cold. It, how, how likely? Dare you? How likely is it that Justin Fields does something like that? I don't think it's very likely. Yeah. Right. Like, you but never, we didn't expect well, it from Jay, and then Jay showed up. Right. Likely, yes. Less likely than more likely. But you never know. Okay. All right. That's it's what I was thinking about. It's over, Chris. No, I know. It's just the lines are good. They you are really very good. That. They're Hold fun the to watch, too. They're really good. They're really good. And, the and their fans are, are thirsty oh, they're gonna be, for wins. Yeah, they're going to be red hot out there. Yeah. As a, as a sports I'd worry about it if I was you. <laughs> I know that it could still be cold with <laughs> sports warming going on. And you even got ten and a half points in the Bears, don't you? I do. I got them at ten and a half. You're going to sweat right. that right. out on right. Saturday night as well. Well, back door cover. Ten and a half is enough. Maybe I can get 12, 12 and a half. I don't know. What's going to go on? Boys, have a great show. Thank you. Thank uh, you. We'll listen guys. to you on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I'll be listening to you guys when I drive down. And uh, the whole day begins at 7 a.m. with uh, Mellor, then Black and Abdallah, 8 to 10, and then the network pregame at 10 o'clock. All right, coming up next, uh, Black and Abdallah. Thank you to Doug Kazarian, Tom Thayer, and Adam Amin, who joined us in studio. Waddles off to his NCAA investigation for Tom Waddle. <laughs> who knows if he's back on Monday? Bring I'm Sylvie. CSPN 1000. Have a great weekend.